A mom was teaching her four-year-old son how to zip up his jacket. The secret, she explained, is getting the little straight piece all the way into the little slot before you pull up the zipper. To which her son looked up at her and said, Mom, why does that have to be a secret? (laughs) He does have a point. You know, there's another, when it came to zippers, there was another advice that moms used to give when I was a kid. I don't think it's as much of a thing now as it was back then, but they would always say, don't forget to check your zipper. I took the first mother's advice. I learned how to zip up my jacket, but unfortunately, this time anyway, I needed to heed the second mother's advice. Always check your zipper. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us today, and Happy New Year. We're in the New Year a little bit, and uh, I just wanted to bring something light. I just wanted to laugh a little bit this episode. I feel like we've been doing a lot of really good episodes with a lot of deep material, a lot of material to help people, but today I just felt like I wanted to laugh, and I think maybe the best way to laugh is when we laugh at ourselves. And so here you go. <laughs> That's what we're going to do today. I'm going to uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be vulnerable and share with you in more in detail. I might have shared this story before. I don't know. I've got like, I don't know, hundreds of episodes now. So I don't remember everything. In fact, I've got a happy lifer that I contact regularly and say, did I ever share this story? I want to talk about this today. Did I ever share this topic? Did I ever share this? You know, and he's, he's a super happy lifer. He, uh, listens to every podcast and a Monday morning, I usually get a text from him telling me what he thought about the podcast and it's very helpful. And so he usually remembers. He's got a good memory. And so I run a lot by him. However, I didn't get a chance to run this by him. This story, I think I may have shared the story, but not in the detail that I'm going to. <laughs> to share today. And even if I have, I feel like I want to share it anyway, because I want to laugh a little bit. I want to be light and not as heavy today. I feel it's a great way to bring in the new year is to laugh, which takes me to a story about my roommate, as well as a few other people when I was in college. And, um, you know, we spent our time, both my roommate and and myself, we love to make people laugh. We just love to make people's day and make them laugh. And and sometimes it got to be a little bit of a, you know, competition. Like when he'd make somebody laugh, I'd want to make him laugh. Then he'd want to make him laugh. And I'd want to make him laugh more. And then he'd want to make him, and on and on it went, you know. But at one point, I remember he he was getting them to laugh more, you know. And I was like, but that's not fair. He said, what do you mean it's not fair? I said, when you start laughing, it just tends to cause people to laugh. Because when I'd tell a joke, I wouldn't laugh because I wanted the joke to stand on its own two feet, so to speak. I wanted you to laugh because a joke was funny. But my friend, I told him, I said, we don't know if they're laughing because it's funny or because you're laughing and it was contagious. Not like that really even matters. Anyway, I said all that to say this, that it's time for me to laugh a little bit at myself today. So <laughs> here we go. I'm going to laugh at myself today, hopefully to bring a little humor into your life. 
this was years ago, and I was speaking to a very large group, and not just a large group, but a large group of teenagers. That can be a pretty intimidating thing. Uh, when it comes to youth, you know, you, you really want to be on point if you're if you're talking to them. And so I always like to start with with humor. I like to start with something funny. I like to start with a good hook to to draw them in. Starting strong is very important. A lot of people, when they're listening to a speaker, especially, in my opinion, teenagers, if they don't know who you are, they judge you within the first few seconds. Like, am I going to listen to this guy or not? Is this guy, is he relevant to me and to my culture, to what I think, to what I believe, or is he not? And one of the best ways to do that is through humor. Uh, There's two ways, really. If you want to get your point across, humor and being vulnerable with people, letting them know what you've been going through. I think people today, um, you know, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear, what have you been going through and how did you get through it? Because I'm struggling and I want some hope. And so this particular time, you know, I really wanted to be on point because there were several hundred teenagers out in the crowd. So I started doing some humor. And I had a bunch of humor that I could I could pull up that I've used because I was traveling full time, uh, mostly to teenagers at that point. So I had a bunch of humor that I could that I could use, and so I started going. And man, it was working. They were laughing. I'm telling you, they were laughing so much that I said, "I'm gonna keep this up, right?" So I told another joke, laugh. I told some other humor, laugh. It was like I couldn't go wrong. I was like, it was like a comedian's. I think I've always had this kind of like this. This deep desire, this deep secret to like be this comedian. I've always, and I've tried doing stand up before, and it kind of worked out, but I love humor. I love laughing, but more importantly, that I love to make other people laugh. When you're on a roll, I remember one time uh, there was this party going on, and I, I had just gone to college, and there was this party going on, and it was a Christian college that I went to, and so I was thinking, man, I've, I've always dreamed, you know, saw the movies about the parties, and, and I, so I, I was invited to go to this party, and I was expecting it to be awesome, because the, the Bible talks about, you know, in God's presence is fullness of joy, and I just thought a Christian college, man, parties would be off the hook. I just thought that they would be full of so much life and so much fun, and I walked in that, that house already for the laughter and for the fun and for all the, and it was like crickets, man. Everyone was along the wall, and it was like the very last scene in Footloose when no one knows what to do and so they're all standing there waiting for something to happen and and Kevin Bacon comes flying in and says hey what's going on I heard this is a party let's, let's dance, dance. <laughs> and then when he jumped out and started dancing everyone started dancing that's what it was like everyone was on the side of the wall no one wanted to stand out no one wanted to get embarrassed no one wanted to it was just everyone was all quiet and I was like oh no this ain't gonna happen and I, I it's like I took on that role of Kevin Bacon I mean I went to the middle of the room and I just started telling jokes we got to get this party started you know and this this is supposed to be exciting it's supposed to be fun right it's a party so I started telling jokes and the part inside of me was going like what are you doing Steve but I couldn't help it I before I knew it it was like I I grabbed myself and pulled myself out on the, on the, in the middle of the, of that, of that house. And I just started telling jokes, which was awesome because they started laughing. They were looking for somebody to make them laugh. They're looking for someone to make this party a party, right? The problem was I started running out of jokes and I didn't know how to get out of the situation. 
And every time I tell a joke, it's like they're all smiling and nodding their heads like, yeah, this is good. And um, they're waiting for the punchline, you know. And I remember I got to the point where I finally – and then another joke would come. I was like, whew, I'm going to make it. And then another joke would come. and then pretty, But the jokes were coming less and less and less. And pretty soon I had nothing to say. And they're still looking at me waiting for the humor. And I didn't want to let them down. But all I know what to say was, you ever get in a situation where, you know, you've got nothing left to say? And they're all looking at me waiting for the punchline like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you've, you've used up all things that you know what to say. You've used up all jokes and you have nothing else to say. And they're looking at me like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. This, he's setting us up. This is going to be good. And I'm thinking, I said, I'm there. Listen, I, I've got nothing. I've got nothing left to say. And that's rare. When I use up all the humor and I can't make people, I have nothing left to say. That's a rare situation. But I was in there. I'd used up all the humor I had known. And now I was embarrassed to be stuck in the middle of the floor. Well, that takes us back to the room full of teenagers again. <laughs> so I'm speaking of this large group of teenagers. I'm telling all these jokes and everyone's laughing and, and I'm funny and they just keep laughing. And no matter what I say, they laugh. And at some point I thought, you know what, they brought me in to get to the point, to get to the topic. And so I probably should talk about that. As much as it pains me to stop making them laugh, I should get serious. So I started getting serious, and, and but they're still laughing. And I even read a Bible verse, and they're laughing when I read the Bible verse. And sometimes, you know, when you use a certain translation of the Bible, when you talk about donkey, it uses a different word for donkey, you know. And so sometimes words in the old English version of the Bible can be taken very funny by teenagers. And so as I'm talking to them, I'm reading that passage in my mind going, is there any of the words in here that stuck out? Because why are they laughing at me reading a Bible verse? Why are they laughing at that? Well... It's, it's it's because my zipper was down. I mean, I didn't listen to my mom and check my zipper, X, Y, Z. That's why I'm so glad that now we wear our shirts hanging out and we don't tuck them in because now it covers a multitude of sins, if you know what I mean, if you got a long shirt. Well, this was not at that situation. And not only was my zipper down, it was all the way down. I mean, the barn door was wide open. Everyone knew about it in that room except for me. <laughs> and nobody would tell me about it either. Finally, one guy in the front row had the guts enough to get up and come up to the front. I'm like, what's he doing? And he whispers in my ear and he says, dude, your zipper's down. <laughs> you know what? He might as well put it up on the screen. I made a slide of it, put it up on the screen. Dude, hey, stupid, your zipper is wide open. The, the garage door is open. Uh, <laughs> do you feel a breeze? I mean, because everybody knew what he was saying to me. I don't know why he was whispering it in my ear, because everyone knew what he was saying to me. And I realized I'd spoken to teenagers enough to know that they all knew what he was saying. So now, like I was stuck in the middle of that, that party, not knowing what to do. I had no jokes left. Now I had nothing to say. I didn't know what to say. I, 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 I knew I, I, my mind is racing. And I'm getting all these thoughts. I'm like, where, where do I go next? First of all, I thought, you know, obviously I could have said, hey, you know, before we go any further, can we just bow our heads in prayer? <laughs> you know, I thought that's a great idea. Then I immediately thought um, there's, there's a, a passage in the Bible that talks about watch and pray. And that would have been the kind of prayer that every you know, the hundreds of teenagers in that room would have done. They would have been watching and praying. There's no way they would have bowed their heads. They would have, they would have watched me zip up my pants. There's no way they're going to miss that, right? 
And even if, if they, 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 they did close their eyes and bow their heads and, and be good little boys and girls and then do what I, what I asked, right? Which wouldn't happen. But even if they did, when they opened their eyes back up and my zipper was back up, they would know that I knew and that I was busted and I would have lost them. I would have lost them. I, I, I just knew I wouldn't have gotten anything out of the night. And I came there to bring a message and to encourage and to help. But I, if I lose them, it, it just isn't going to happen. So I realized I couldn't say, let's bow our heads and pray. So I thought I could do the old typical, like, you know, when you when your zipper's down, you kind of turn around real slow, and while your back is to the crowd, you zip it up, and then you come back around, your zipper's up, right? And I thought about doing that, but I also knew that when I turned back around and my zipper was all the way up, then at that point, they would know that I was busted, and they would just, it, it was over. They'd let me have it. They'd have my lunch. It would It would be done. I would have no more influence to tell them anything, let alone ever go back there to speak to them again, and I wanted to because it was a great group of, of teenagers to, to hang out with, and I wanted to be invited back, right? So then the only other thought I had, I was like, those aren't going to work, and the only other thought I had was to just admit it and say, I know. And so I didn't know where I was going to go next, but that's all I knew how to do. So I said, I know. I mean, the guy said, you're dude, your zipper's down. And it, that all happened this fast, like within a second. And I just said, I know. And I kept on speaking. Now, I still don't know where I'm going yet. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this mess, but I know I had dodged the first bullet and uh, the another one is coming for me. So how am I going to get out of this mess? And I kept on talking. And I started getting serious and getting to my point, but my zip was still open and it was killing me, but I knew I couldn't let those hundreds of teenagers know it was killing me. (laughs) So I kept going. Finally, about five minutes in, I was like, oh, I got it. I got an idea. I know what to do. All I needed was one, one sympathetic junior high kid. And I said, is this bothering anybody out there that my zipper is wide open? Raise your hand if this is bothering you. And I thought, all I need is one sympathetic junior high kid that'll go, yeah, that's bothering me. That's all I needed was one, right? And and then I could sit up my pants and say, well, I did it because, you know, it was bothering people, right? (laughs) Even though it was bothering me, but I couldn't let them know it was bothering me. So I didn't get one junior high kid to raise their hand. I got the whole crowd to raise their hand. (laughs) Everybody was like, yes, this is bothering us. Yes, please, please zip up your pants. Would you please I was like, are you guys sure? Because now I knew I had him. Like, yes. And I said, okay, I'll zip up my pants then. So I turned around, zipped up my pants, came back around, and I, and I finished the message. And it was, it, was, it was really good. It was a powerful night, despite <laughs> the, the scary beginning, right? At the very end, I remember I had some, you know, some of the teenagers would come up to me and, and, and talk about the night. And, and one of them said, man, dude, you are hilarious. That zipper down thing. Another one came up to me and says, man, you are a good actor. I said, what do you mean? He says, you acted like you didn't know your zipper was down that whole part in the beginning. So you could get to that part and say, could you, cause I think I even tied the zipper being down to my message. And I said that you acted, well, you didn't even, you acted like you didn't even know when that guy whispered in your, in your ear that your zipper was down. You're such a good actor. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, and then he said this, he said, wait a minute. Did you know that your zipper was down? Were you really acting? And I said, well, of course I knew because I did. After the guy told me, <laughs> after he whispered in my ear, dude, your zipper's down. Yeah, then I knew, but I, I didn't know before that. So anyway, happy new year to you. I hope that brought some laughter and humor and 
I'd like to bring some more laughter and humor to this whole thing because I just feel like that's what we need. But there are a couple points that we can take out of this. And I think the biggest one really is, especially in starting the new year, I think this is great, is that when your zipper is down, when you make a mistake, when you blow it, there's always going to be parts of your presentation that you weren't expecting. There's always going to be parts of, of your job. You can plan everything out all you want, but there's always going to become come situations in every situation where your zipper's down. You didn't realize it, where you didn't get that part covered, <laughs> right? You where, where that happens. And when that happens, instead of trying to fake your way through it, just admit and say, I know, I'll figure that out. Hey, is this bothering anybody else that I don't know what I'm doing here? You know, I mean, so I think the best thing that we can take out of this is that when when we're caught with our zipper down, just admit it. Don't try to act like you're superhuman, that you never make mistakes. Just say that you made a mistake or that you don't know or that you'll get back to them and you'll figure this thing out. Just admit it. And secondly, right along with that, like my roommate, my roommate had it figured out. He would laugh after he'd tell a joke. I think sometimes the best thing that we can do is just to laugh at ourselves, laugh at our situation, laugh at life. That's why we need comedians so bad. When we're going through difficult stuff, right? We need to, sometimes the best thing we do is, is laugh at it. And comedians have a great way of doing that. So I hope that bring, helps bring your new year in, uh, in a fun, enjoyable way in, in laughing. And, uh, when your zipper's down, when you make a mistake, when you miss something, when you don't catch it, when not everything is covered that you thought was covered, <laughs> just admit it. And don't be afraid to laugh at yourself. Someone happy. Thanks for listening. Make just one someone happy. I hope that helped. And you will be happy too. You're amazing and you're awesome. You're not perfect, but you don't have to be perfect to be happy. Do it again. <laughs> and you will be happy too. <laughs> Steve Ace. <laughs>